special announcement and shout out today. I don't know how many times that I have to say it, but you are inherently worthy. Because the more that you can make it familiar to your brain, the easier it will be for you to choose that new reality subconsciously. Curiosity, healing, connection, alignment, inspiration. And this is Skinny Dipping, the podcast where we talk about the mind, the body, and the soul in order to create actual change in our lives. Who's ready to strip down and dive in? Streaming now on all platforms, this is Skinny Dipping. And now back to today's show. Welcome back to today's show, Work-Life Harmonized. We're so excited. This guest is someone I have come to learn to know and love as I was a guest on her podcast. This does not happen every day here on our show. And it's so nice to reciprocate and to help build up other women who are up and comers in the podcasting space. Today's guest is Lori Phillips. She's an executive coach. She hosts the Daring to Leap podcast, which we've promoted in the past. So shout out to the Daring to Leap podcast and our beautiful guest, Lori. She's also the founder of We Spark, and that is a boutique type of coaching and training firm supporting professional women who bet on themselves, helping women step into their brilliance, gain the confidence to leap, dare to leap into your career. (laughs) And today she'll tell us how she has dared to leap into her own career. Welcome, Lori. Dana, it's so great to be here. I'm so, so excited about this and with you and just... Uh, appreciate the opportunity so much. Totally our pleasure. So our listeners are always asking things around starting up their own business. How do you get the courage? How the heck do you leap off what looks like a cliff and fly and soar and not crash and burn? So you've already done all that. You have really bet on yourself. So I would love to start there. Tell us a little about the journey. How did you go from corporate to what you're doing now? And you came out of the Boeing world. So for those of you that don't know, that's a that's a Fortune 500 company. You might have flown a plane with their name on it before and their parts. So how did you go from that big corporate endeavor to going out on your own? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it has been quite a journey. You use the word journey. And Um, I started out at Boeing right out of college. It was my first job, you know, best offer I got was local at the time, you know, it had a big name, splashy name. And I honestly thought I was going to be there for my whole career. I mean, I'm super loyal. I, you know, I'm just kind of looking at life, the next step, one foot in front of the other. And it, it just was really amazing to even have that opportunity. And just to give the gravity of what this meant to me, to be honest, is that when I walked into Boeing, my starting salary was more than my mother had been making after 15 years as a teacher. And so it was just like, I've made it. I like, I stepped my foot in the door and I felt like I made it. And fast forward to 15 years down the road, It was so interesting because for me, it happened, this idea that I needed to be doing something bigger, something more impactful, something more meaningful for myself happened quickly. The idea happened quickly out of nowhere. And I'll tell you a little bit about that moment because for me, it was a little surprising, to be honest. So I was um, 
it was during the pandemic and I was having a routine WebEx call and you guys all know these calls. It's like, okay. And we were talking about the same stuff we were always talking about, but for some reason, this one felt different. Like I was seeing it differently, like almost like I took a step back and I could see it for what it really was. And in that moment, it felt like it just wasn't meaningful. Like people were talking about the same problems that we talk about every time and nothing changes, or people were just saying stuff to sound smart, to, you know, position for their promotion. And I was just like, it just hit me. And the question that popped in my head was, is this what I want to be doing for another 15 years? And I was a little shocked by that question because it never dawned on me before. But I felt like this in my body, a resounding no. I don't want to be doing this for another 15 years. But for your listeners that are like, well, how do I do this? I, in that moment, had no idea what else I would be doing. What does that career look like? Oh my gosh, my parents are going to flip out, let alone my husband. You know, all of these details were not at all close to, to being formed. How many what ifs did you have? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if, what if, what if how many of those would you guess? Yeah, yeah. Happening? Over time, a lot, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, yeah. Not in that moment. In that moment, I was just like, okay, this is different. But um, over time, there were so many what ifs, so much, so many um, just over things that obstacles I had to overcome internally. So I talk about this a lot on my podcast is that for me, the biggest leap I made was not leaving Boeing. It was the personal journey I went on to get to know myself better, to understand what I love, to understand um, what I'm good at, you know, what is it that I really want to do and what is the impact I want to make in the world? And those things just didn't fall out of the sky. I had to figure them out. And I worked with a coach to go through that process. Um, And it took time. It definitely took time. But when I stepped out, I was so sure of it. You know, I had done the inner work that I was so sure of it. And I had also taken the time to convince my stakeholders, like my husband and and my family. And they're like, are you crazy? You, I felt like I had the golden hand case. I mean, I wasn't like you, Dana, CEO, but I had been in a career. Um, and when I stepped out, it was 16 years. It took me about a year to transition. And um, they were just promotion after promotion, money throwing at me at the last minute. And I was just like, it's not about the money anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's so vital. If you are in what feels like a handcuffed scenario at work, regardless of how high you've climbed your title, I want you to hear what Lori said about stakeholders. If you don't feel that your dear loved ones are stakeholders, think again, ladies and a few gentlemen, mostly ladies who are listening to this show. And if you're a gentleman listening to this show, shout out, guys, we need you as allies. The stakeholders are everyone that loves you, that knows you, that supports you. And don't forget the naysayers. Sometimes they're one and the same person or people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're the strangers or the people that you look up to that you don't know well, who may not even directly tell you you're crazy. 
that you can feel it. You can yeah. feel, right? You can feel the team of those that know you and love you and those that don't know you that well. And the oversight coming down to look at you and say, are you crazy? Why would you give up steady, stable, lucrative, all the things to leap and dare to bet on yourself to start your own company? And of course, we know the statistics during COVID and coming out of COVID, more women have started their own businesses. We also have had more women lose their jobs and not be reemployed. So we are at a state of crossroads. We are at a threshold as women in particular. So you you face the dragon, you go out on your own, you deal with the what ifs, you do the internal work. Then what happens? Tell us the rest of the story, how you got where you are today. Yeah. So it's so interesting because I feel like it was a big leap just to step out. Like when I left my final day at Boeing, I had this vision of, okay, I'm going to be holding my box of stuff and I'm going to be walking out to the parking lot with it. And that's it, you know, and that day came and it felt a little bit scary. I thought it would feel great. And I felt um, quite a bit of anxiety that day. Um, So so it wasn't just like, okay, I'm there and everything happened and I built this business and clients are falling out of the sky. But what what I've decided really, Dana, is this process of when you go out on your own, what happens is you're continuing that journey of personal growth and development and it speeds up the process. So I feel like I've learned more about myself as a person. I've grown more in the last one year than I have in the previous five to 10 years. And I'm not kidding. And part of it, it's like you go out and all of a sudden you have to do everything and you have to figure everything out. And what the lesson I learned pretty quick within like three or four months is that I had this fear of being seen, of being in the spotlight. I had I was starting a business, but I didn't want to tell anybody about it, right? I was just like, oh, well, I could just, you know, do the whole weird internet marketing and whatever. And clients will show up online and I don't have to go out and tell, you know, talk to people. And um, so I I found myself to be hiding. I was hiding behind courses. I was hiding behind um books. I was hiding behind, um, you know, my computer, all the things. And the the moment it came out for me, because we have to be watching ourselves for these things. They, otherwise, you won't notice them as soon as you can. But I was at a conference and this really empowering, inspiring woman was talking about um, her journey. And she said that um, when she was going on her path, somebody told her, asked her this question, what are you doing to allow success to see you? And I listened to this question and questions are so powerful. As you know, Dana, questions are like, boom. So I heard this question and I was like, crap, like I'm hiding. I'm literally like hiding. And um, I had a lot of reflecting to do because I knew it wasn't going to work. I could not be successful being in that comfort zone because in the corporate world, I was a really good team player. I was a really good behind the scenes person. I was a really solid um, 
worker B and, you know, team lead, but I wasn't out like pitching to the CEO. I wasn't out, you know, pitching to clients, that kind of thing. So I had to get this figured out. And for me, the, what I did for myself, and I was so scared, but what I did was I started my podcast. And Talk about ripping the bandaid off. <laughs> it was, it was like <laughs> the decision was um, happened kind of quickly, but there was a delay before actually like I recorded and got episodes out and everything. And um, I found a way to start to use my voice and get experience in using it, you know, coming up with things in, and what's great about podcasting for me is I started out a lot of solo episodes. So I was sort of, you know, outlining things I wanted to say, I could record them, I could re-record them if I didn't like it. And so it was almost like training wheels a bit. And then you really grow. wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you grow. And, and the, the, the day I announced it on LinkedIn, I had not recorded a word. I was like, I'm launching this podcast at the end of the month. People are like, oh, cool, you know, on LinkedIn. And I was like breathing out of a brown paper bag, like on the floor. That's how I felt. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. I have to make it happen, this public accountability. And and I was so scared, but then I did it. And then I did it and then I did it and then I got more comfortable and it was a slow sort of comfort progression. And then I was, you know, I, I saw the growth when I went on a live radio interview and I was comfortable. It's huge. It was so huge for me. I felt, so I've was done TV, so I've huge. done radio, I've spoken on stages. I'm here to tell you for anyone who is hiding many women hiding behind being a great number two or three or four at work. And you just try to play small enough that you don't get seen or known. You're not alone. Lori's been there. I've been there. Countless numbers of women have been there where you try to really just stay behind the scenes so that you're not really fully known and present. When you rip the bandaid off the way you did, Lori, and you put make yourself accountable and you just put like, this pressure cooker on yourself and deliver the explosion of confidence it clearly has produced in you is Mm -hmm. so awe-inspiring for others to follow. So let's just celebrate you for a minute. We're going to put in some cool clapping sounds here. However, the team does it, they'll figure it out. So let's celebrate you because that is awe-inspiring ripping the bandaid off like that. And sometimes that's what it takes. Now, For those of you that aren't sure what questions to ask yourself, we talk about that a lot on this show. We talk about the who, what, where, when, why, and how. The beautiful Socratic questions, the open-ended questions. So how are you currently hiding in your life, especially at work, listeners? Subscribe to the show. Please share this episode with a friend. Follow Lori. We'll tell you how to reach her at the end. Please ask yourself, how are you hiding right now at work or other facets of your life, career, family, friends, your own well-being and community? How are you doing it? How are you hiding? Once you deal with the how, then you can get to the why. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Right? And then if you want to be awe-inspiring like Lori, maybe the what is, what do I do to rip this band-aid off? So, so now you're seen, now you're heard, by the way, you're seen and heard, well done. 
tell us about courage and joy and being your authentic self from the vantage point you're in now. Yeah. Here, here you are. What's it like? It's really freeing, to be honest, Dana. And I, you know, just like any skill, using your voice or anything else you learn takes practice. And anybody can pick up just about any skill and develop it. And part of that is like, I went back to connecting with who you are, your values, what's important to you, all these kinds of things add up. So you start to know yourself well enough to be able to speak it with conviction. And um, it is really great. And so one of the things when I, I just heard you mentioning the questions and everything, what I found so useful for me and the reason why I ripped the bandaid and I wouldn't otherwise in corporate, I was not ready to do that. And part of it is that I didn't have a good enough reason. And so that why is this important to me was it. Like I knew my business would fail and my passion and I set out to live my purpose and to support and to help others. I knew it was going to fail if I didn't. And that was enough for me to to go out and, you know, have panic attacks and everything (laughs) in order to make it happen. And sometimes I think we get stuck in this comfort zone and it's comfortable and we don't have a good enough reason to rip the bandaid. And so I think getting to that reason is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. Really getting down there on this show a lot of times. And in my coaching practice, we like to say we face the dragon. And the dragon is your own fear. And we know 99% of the crap we worry about doesn't actually come true. That's that whole acronym of false evidence appearing real. Well, it's been quantified that 99% of the stuff we worry about doesn't come true. So how freeing, right? Of course, then people who are really anxious go, well, what about that 1%? And they make the 1%, the 100%, and they're back with the, you know, laying down with their breathing into the brown paper bag. Totally get that. That's real right? Mm-hmm. That panic you had to face. So in the risk reward equation, how has facing that risk paid off in terms of rewards? Tell us about your success today a little bit. Yeah, it is so worth it. And I will tell your listeners that it's not only worth it for me because I feel like I can I'm so much more comfortable putting myself out there. It's not a hundred percent. We're always growing and, you know, learning and expanding, but the reward for me is that, and I, I believe this to the core of my being every single one of our voices matter. And by being able to speak it and put it out there, you will support another human being on this planet in some way, shape or form. And so the the success for me is hearing from people who said, you know, messages, listeners, like, hey, I'm so glad you told me this because I can relate to that so much and I'm so happy I'm not alone. And you don't have to have like, you know, I talked a bit about my podcast, developing a personal brand and everything. And you don't really have to have this like amazing things to say all the time. But when you share what's truthful and what's going on with you and and your your authentic self, it is so much for so many people. 
And that's enough. That is enough. Um, I actually just got a comment right before I jumped on this call from somebody who heard me on a different podcast and then started listening to my podcast. She sent me this amazing, beautiful message. And I was like, you just made my whole day because that's it. If you can kind of make this less about you and about others, because we model our behavior. So for me too, it's like having my, my kids see me doing what I'm doing is huge. Having others, like I somehow give permission to others to look at themselves and and to try things if they, you know, they see, actually, I I do have a, a, an interesting perspective. So when I, um, announced my podcast and I, I had this like first week and I was releasing like five episodes that week. It was crazy. And my, a great aunt of mine, um, was so excited about it. She was posting on Facebook and she's like, or maybe she told me in person, she's like, I didn't know you had it in you. And I didn't take that negatively because you know what, Dana, I didn't know I had it in me either. You know what I mean? And it's like until, until, and we all do. Right. And so until I was doing it, I was, then it was real and it came out. Yeah. And at the time, maybe you didn't have it in you. Sometimes we don't have it in us until we do. And it's just sort of lurking under the surface Mm -hmm. until we actually rip the Band-Aid off. And listen, you don't have to rip the Band-Aid off, my dear, dear work-life harmonizers, the way Lori did. She really ripped it off, right? Like, she ripped it off. That's my best Band-Aid ripping sound I can make. You might take a a smaller and less risky approach. It depends on your circumstances. Everything in life I have found after coaching thousands of people is that it is situational and relative. No one has literally stepped a day in anyone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage you listeners to connect with Lori on Daring to Leap. She's going to tell you how to find her in a minute. We're going to give her the final word. I want to just do a quick shout out to Lori's bravery and awe-inspiring journey. Time always goes so fast on this show when we have such amazing guests. And I really am so appreciative of you sharing your story of where you were to where you are. I guess I would like to ask you one more open-ended question, which is, what are you looking forward to? What's coming next for you? What's the next aspiration for you? Yeah. So I think for me, uh, the next aspiration is a little bit an expansion and, um, I feel like I've got some momentum going. And so I'm, I'm working on some really cool, uh, really in-depth coaching programs on authentic confidence. I'm going to have a find your voice challenge. That's going to be free for people to come in and, and I'm going to be teaching, uh, all the steps that I took to find my voice. Um, and and helping people through that, that in that way. And so, you know what, and Dana, that's scary for me too. I mean, it's like this next evolution of putting myself out there is, is coming. And so even though it was a big bandaid with the ripping with the podcast, it's still, you know, stepping forward. And, you know, after that, I'm going to be looking for more speaking engagements. And so it's just, it's, it's a process and, um, but it's so exciting and I'm so, so grateful for all of it. I really, really am. Um, it, leaving my prior role and 
I had, I felt like I had grown up so much in corporate. I became the woman I am right now, you know, at that point in time until it was, you know, that saying what got you here won't get you there. That's what it was for me is like, okay, I'm done with this path and I'm ready for the next one. And that's, that's what I'm pursuing now. And well done listening to that strong inner voice because clearly it spoke to you. It asked very difficult questions. That voice is a part of you. So for our listeners that are questioning their own voice, this will be a great way to wrap the show. What would you say your final word is for them? They're questioning their own voice. What do you tell them? Oh, yes. I love this. So there, there's, there are two different voices in you. There's that voice in your head, that kind of learned voice, the voice from your experience that you grew up and, you know, you tried something and it didn't work out. So now you're protecting yourself. That's the voice that's your programming and your mindset and your beliefs. And that is one voice. And you know, for a fact that not everything that comes through that voice is true. Those are just learned things that that have come up for you. Your other inner voice, the one that I dare you to go explore a bit is in your heart. It's in your inner wisdom. And that voice will never leave you wrong. And that voice, when you connect to it, will help you stand out because it's your unique self. There's so much wisdom there. You never even knew you had. And when you tap into that, that's where all your intuition, everything comes in. It is a game changer. And so instead of questioning your voice, notice what it's saying and do some real thinking about it. You know, you don't have to change overnight. Um, but the worst thing you can do is ignore it because self-love comes from listening to yourself. And that's the first step. I just got so much we call it on the islands of chicken skin. Hawaii. Chicken skin, yeah. <laughs> goosebumps for those of you that don't know what chicken skin is. We've been telling you on this show, but yeah, I just got goosebumps. So that is where self-love comes from, is listening to that voice mm-hmm. and acting upon it, which is exactly mm-hmm. what you did. So where do the listeners find you, your show? How do they reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, Daring to Leap, you can find on your favorite podcast. Whatever, Wherever you're listening to Dana, just type in Daring to Leap, you'll find me. Um, I love to connect with you on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can find me at Lori Phillip, just L-O-R-E-E-P-H-I-L-I-P. I'd love to connect with you, hear more about what you're up to and, um, just, you know, expand our connection. We're so grateful for your energy, your insight, and your time. We will include all of the ways to find you in our show notes. And as always, like Lori said, if you need to reach me, Dana.Mahina on Instagram, Dana Mahina on all things, other social media platforms. And please, please, please continue to listen. Give us feedback. We love to hear from you as well. And you all continue to inspire us to have guests like Lori. L-O-R-E-E, because it's not spelled the traditional way for those of us that know the other spellings. So we're so grateful to you, Lori. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your progressive journey. You're on the progression train and we can't wait to hear what you're up to next. Thank you so much, Dana. This has been really great. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're so grateful and signing off Hawaiian style until we meet again in Ahuiho. <laughs>
ete puare, ete puare.